Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, everybody? Caleb Calhoun here for a special edition of Off the Hook Sports. We are covering Cooper Mays, who revealed on Twitter just a little bit over an hour ago that he was going to return for his senior, for his super senior season, excuse me, with the Vols. This required a special report, not just because we have a partnership with Cooper Mays here at Off the Hook Sports, but because this is quite honestly the biggest news. Tennessee could have received from a personnel perspective. They got the news last night that Amari Thomas was returning. They got the news last week that Keenan Peely was granted a seventh year of eligibility. I said at the time, those were the two most important players possible that they could have back on defense. On offense, they already had John Campbell Jr. coming back and Gerald Mincy coming back. Javante Spragans had all but revealed at the quarterback club at Knoxville that, at the Knoxville quarterback club, excuse me, that he was coming back. He didn't say it explicitly, but the implication was that he was coming back. So it really came down to Cooper Mays, who is probably outside of the quarterback, the most important player in this program right now. He announced today that he's coming back one more year, his super senior year. Guys, it cannot be overstated how huge of a deal this is. This completely outweighs every possible loss that Tennessee could have suffered into the transfer portal or on the recruiting trail. Cooper Mays is a huge deal. For those who question it, go back and watch that Florida game earlier this year. Tennessee, because they didn't have him at center, lost that game. Seriously, Tennessee lost the game because they didn't have their center in. Cooper Mays calls all the plays at the line of scrimmage. Josh Heupel's offense is designed for a vertical rushing attack that depends heavily on interior blocking. And Cooper Mays and Javante Spragans have been a big, big, big part of that over the past few, over the past two years. So when Cooper Mays was hurt, that was a huge knock on Tennessee. The problem with Tennessee, honestly, this year was they could never really get, they only had one game where Cooper Mays and Brew McCoy were both healthy at the same time. I believe that would have been the South Carolina game. With Cooper Mays back, following Amari Thomas yesterday, again, they may have fallen to number 14 on the recruiting trail. They did suffer a loss of Jordan Seaton, who flipped to, or I'm sorry, excuse me, who committed to Colorado last week. And then they suffered a flip from a tight end in Jonathan Eccles. Tyler Barron is in the transfer portal. All of that pales in comparison to having Cooper Mays back. It also pales in comparison to having Amari Thomas back with Cooper Mays, as Amari Thomas announced last night that he is returning. Amari Thomas, obviously the anchor of the defensive line up front in the middle. This is giving Tennessee a lot to work with next year. Uh, on a side note of breaking news, Jalen Wright did announce he's entering the NFL draft. That wasn't as unexpected. Running backs have to go and get their money when they can. They have a short shelf life. It's a big deal for running backs to be able to get paid when they're able to get paid. So no one's going to knock Jalen Wright for that. Tennessee has Peyton Lewis coming in. They still may have Jabari Small. 
They've got Dylan Sampson. I said the Jalen Wright move puts a lot of pressure on Dylan Sampson to finally take that next step. He's athletic. He's averaging five and a half to six yards a carry, but he's got issues with vision and he's got issues with pass protection. If he can work on those two things, then Tennessee can withstand the loss of Jalen Wright next year because they'll have somebody who is of the quality of Alvin Kamara. Either way, Cooper Mates coming back massively outweighs that. What this means is, here's my speculation on this. Tennessee sacrificed, Tennessee has a limited NIL bandwidth, just like every program does. They sacrificed NIL money in the transfer portal and on the recruiting trail, and with a few players they may have liked to keep, to make sure that Amari Thomas, Cooper Mays, and I think Javante Spragans would come back next year. I said from the start, and I said for a long time now, Josh Heupel has banked everything on 2024. And I mean everything. This was a transition year. Last year, Hendon Hooker, Jalen Hyatt, everybody knew that those guys weren't going to stick around. Hooker was out of eligibility anyway. Josh Heupel had to make the kind of splash to stay afloat that's needed for a coach. He did that. 2024 was going to be his team. And that was the year that he was set to take off with Nico Iamaliava at quarterback. I told you guys from the start, Iamaliava is a guy that if you could if you could create a quarterback in a lab to run Josh Heupel's system, the way Tim Tebow was created in a lab to run Urban Meyer's system, Nico Iamaliava would be that guy. The key was always going to be the offensive line. Both tackles are back. Now their center is back. It's very possible. It's very likely, I think, that their right guard, Javante Spragans, is back. So four or five offensive linemen should be back for Nico Iamaliava when he steps into the pocket, when he steps in to take over next year. And the most important of that group is obviously Cooper Mays. This is huge. I think what's happened, and there's questions and concerns about Tennessee on the recruiting trail right now. I think what Josh Heupel has decided, and I think what he's told NIL boosters, because technically it's not supposed to be used for recruiting, but you and I, we all know that it's being used for recruiting purposes. I think what's happened is the NIL boosters have decided to cobble up the money they can, knowing that Nico Iamaliava is already getting $2 million a year. They've decided to cobble up the rest of their money to keep their veteran players that they have that are important. So for them, that is why that might be why Tyler Barron said what he said on Twitter back in November. Didn't say it, excuse me. He liked the tweet that said Tennessee needs to cobble up some NIL money for its uh, super seniors who were around during COVID if they're going to give all this money to Nico. Well, Tyler Barron's at the transfer portal, but it sounds like they have cobbled up that money because Amari Thomas, John Campbell Jr., Keenan Peely, Gerald Mincy, although Campbell and Mincy weren't there during COVID, but, and neither was Peely, but they were all upperclassmen. And now Cooper Mays and likely Javante Spragans all look like they're coming back. Cooper Mays, obviously the major, major story of that group. So they are cobbling up that money. What they're banking on is if they can have a splash of a year in 2024, one that either matches or surpasses 2022, then they will that will be the catalyst for them to be able to have recruiting classes rolling in at that moment. So it's not as big of a deal if they have a non-top 10 class going into 2024, coming off an eight and four season, particularly when next year they have a very favorable schedule. We talked about this the last couple of days. Tennessee probably has one of the three easiest schedules in the SEC next year of all the teams. They have, it would be a massive disappointment if they don't win 10 games next year, given their schedule. So I think Josh Heupel knew that everything was riding on 2024. And assuming they don't have the injury issues they have this year, 
there's no reason to believe that it can't all come together. There's no reason to believe, and I've said this, and y'all keep saying I'm crazy. When Dave Hooker's on the show on Monday again, he will say I'm crazy. I'm telling you guys, Nico Iamaliava should be in New York next year. Please, and I want to give a shout out and thanks to Volfan for Life on the message board. That's true. Please hit that like and subscribe button. We greatly appreciate it. Tell a friend, ring that bell, turn that notification on. We are building something great here at Off the Hook Sports, and we want you to be a part of that. And this is part of that, being able to give you special reports like this on a Friday afternoon. I will say, me personally, many of us as journalists covering this stuff, we hate that news breaks on Friday afternoon. Happens more often than you guys realize. <laughs> and it it's when we want to be done working for the weekend, but a lot of people know that. That's why they break the news, to be honest with you. But it's, it's, it's a whirlwind December with the transfer portal open now, recruiting calendar the way it is, bowl season starts tomorrow, the conference title games, the college football playoff, all this going on at one time. But this is definitely a huge deal. Cooper Mays being back. Uh, look, let, let's break down the personnel elsewhere. With or without Brew McCoy, and I think there's a possibility Brew McCoy comes back. Don't count that out. But if he doesn't, you have to think Mike Matthews is ready to step into that role. And Dante Thornton showed promise before he got hurt at the end of the year, and he as he was hurt at the beginning of the year too, which is why he was a little slow to develop. You have to think one of those guys can step into that role. I would think probably Mike Matthews is more of a prototypical physical receiver to dictate coverage. On the other side, you could have the speed of Dante Thornton, or you could have Caleb Webb or Chaz Nimrod, who are at least capable of offsetting Ramel Keaton, who will be gone next year, possession receivers. The question was, again, Addison Nichols just hit the transfer portal. They were very disappointed with his lack of development. I think they still have had issues finding a center. So the big question for Nico next year was whether or not he would actually have help at center. That was a huge question. That was a huge issue. Tennessee lost a game this year because they didn't have Cooper Mays. So Cooper Mays coming back, getting fully healthy is a huge, huge deal, guys. This is gigantic. This gives Nico something that's much. Because again, Cooper Mays is going to be calling a lot of the plays. He's the leader of this offense. Uh, if anybody who is not a quarterback leads the offense, it's Cooper Mays. This is really going to help Nico ease into the system. It's not a hard system to ease into. Josh Heupel's offense is very, very, very easy to figure out, guys. I mean, extremely easy. And But the, the plays that are called by the offensive line, the chemistry on the offensive line, that's a crucial part of it. If you remember 2021, one of the reasons Tennessee was so great in 2021 was that they did return four or five offensive linemen. They returned Darnell Wright, Jerome Carver, Javante Spragans, and Cooper Mays. Cooper Mays and Javante Spragans are still there. Now you've got Joe Mincy and John Campbell on the outside. Not as good as Darnell Wright. Well, I will just be honest with you, but getting them back is a pretty big deal. So you should be, as a Tennessee fan, ecstatic about this. You should be raising your expectations through the roof. I have covered Tennessee now. This will be covering Tennessee consecutive years. This is my ninth year. I follow Tennessee much longer than just that. I've been following Tennessee and covering college football much longer than that, but Tennessee specifically covering it nine years. I covered two in the mid two thousands. This is the first time of all the years I've covered that I said, you should be thinking national championship next year. You really should. You could call me crazy for that. No, you should be thinking about that now for next year. The highest prediction I have given Tennessee as a Tennessee beat reporter was in 2016 when I picked them to win the East. 
I didn't pick them to win the SEC. They couldn't even win the East with Butch Jones. You should be picking them to not – going to the college football playoff next year should be a given. You should be upset if they're not in the semis at a bare minimum next year with Nico and Cooper Mays at center and all the help they're going to have. I'm telling you guys, this is a huge move. This is a huge, huge pickup for Tennessee. Cooper Mays is the best center in the SEC. He may be the best center in college football next year. We're seeing All-American potential with him. Josh Heupel, a huge part of his game is the vertical rushing attack. That's what opens up so many of those deep passes. The wide splits is part of that, but the wide splits opens up the vertical rushing attack too. The key to the vertical rushing attack is the interior blocking. That is where Cooper Mason and Javante Spragans come in. Now, what does Tennessee need from here? Where do they go from here? Well, there's still obviously questions in the secondary. And Cooper Mays returning with Nico doesn't answer those questions. There's been a mass exodus of players in the secondary. They lost two to graduation, Kamal Haddon and Jalen McCullough. Six have entered the portal. That would be Tamarian McDonald, Danico Slaughter, Jack Luttrell, Brandon Turnage, Warren Burrell. And there is one more that I'm missing. I'm sorry, I am missing one more. But I, you guys get the gist. There have been a lot of players enter the transfer portal from the secondary. Secondary has been a weak spot. I think Tennessee is planning on their young guys like Jordan Matthews and Ricky Gibson III developing there, so they still expect to be better. When it, we can talk about Nico and Joe Milton and the upgrade that is, and I do believe it's an upgrade, but the other upgrade is just the level of health. Tennessee just had one of those years where they had some unfortunate injuries. But beyond that now comes the experience. You have a seventh-year linebacker, a seventh-year player in Keenan Peely returning at middle linebacker. He could be the anchor. Tennessee had massive issues at middle linebacker. You have the anchor and the heart and soul of the defense in Amari Thomas back on the defensive line, and Omar Norman Lott is probably going to be back with him too. You now have the guy who calls the plays on offense in Cooper Mays back. Now, as far as the offensive line itself, it's not a finished product. Gerald Mincy wasn't perfect this year. He still has some developing to do. John Campbell Jr. at left tackle, while really good and showed promise, is still very, very raw. And I, he never really refined that. So we have to see if that's going to happen. And left guard is still a huge question, guys. It is a gigantic question. And they didn't, they struggled with that all of this past year. They tried, Ali Lane was who they settled on when Cooper Mays got back. They tried Andre Carrick. He just wasn't good. He wasn't able to handle it. So I think, honestly, the big question becomes next year, what are they going to do at left guard? That's the big thing they need to address. But Cooper Mays coming back is... Definitely definitely makes things significantly easier for Josh Heupel, for Glenn Ellerby, for everybody involved. Okay, it's – Cooper Mays was probably the smartest, most important player in the SEC that wasn't a quarterback. I could go that far with you guys on Cooper Mays. The guy is a special, special player. He's a special talent. He's a special kid. Again, we have him on our show. We have him with us at Off the Hook. We're not just saying that because we have him. One of the reasons we picked him is because, one of the reasons Dave picked him is because he knows just how smart and talented the guy is. If you want any questions about that, go back to 2021. One of the big issues we used to knock about Hendon Hooker was Hendon Hooker's lack of pocket awareness. His pocket presence was not good in 2021. And he got sacked. I think I think it was top five and sacks a lot and, and times he was sacked in 2021. And a lot of that was on him not stepping in the right spot in the pocket. Well, a lot of that changed in 2022 when Cooper Mays got healthy because Cooper Mays was actually a little banged up in 2021. Hold on, guys. One second. I'm going to turn on a light. Apologies. Sorry about that. 
a lot of this is a lot of this is Cooper Mays was banged up in 2021, just like he was banged up this past year. And you see the difference in how Tennessee's offense goes. What happened in 2022? Cooper Mays was fully healthy, and Hendon Hooker looked like it should have been in New York. He should have been in New York for the Heisman ceremony. It was a travesty that he wasn't. I want to get to the message board real quick. Um, uh, third. Third aspect 05 says getting these offensive guys back is going to be awesome. The magnitude of getting these guys back on both sides of the ball will blow the pants off the SEC. Look, I'm kind of with you. Uh, third aspect 05. One of the big things that helped Tennessee in 2022 was they had so much talent that had come back from the year before. And it wasn't just the level of talent. It was they had so much experience and familiarity playing together. And in a simplistic offense like Josh Heupel's offense, a lot of it is reads and reactions. But it's easier when you're on the same page with those in – Yes, you're going to be on the same page if you play together more. Uh, Jeff Puckett, why do you all think so many guys are choosing to come back? Is it culture, Nico, or something else? Well, Jeff, we're going to get into that Monday, but uh, the simplest terms is NIL. I think nowadays NIL allows players who would test the draft waters to say, you know, if you get it in the upper six figures, it's worth it for me to come back, particularly given what the minimum salary is for the NFL. And they can up their draft stock. Now you have to weigh that and they have to weigh that, but that's what's happening. And I think that Tennessee and the NIL collective have decided that given what's possible for next year, it's more important to spend money to have veterans returning than it is to spend money out in the transfer portal or on the recruiting trail. Ball fan for life says, let's go get a tight end. Now you are right. A tight end is a, Tennessee does need another tight end. They can't just solely rely on Ethan Davis going forward. So we're going to have to see what they're going to do in the portal with, with the tight end situation. Jacob Warren and McAllen Castles held it down well this year, but they're both gone. Jacob Warren and Princeton Fant held it down the year before. Ethan Davis is the one ready to take that next step. But you're right, they do have to go get a new tight end. Jordan Dingle is visiting this weekend. Holden Stays is a Notre Dame transfer that they're taking a look at. There are... There's a kid from uh, Bauer Sharp out of southeastern Louisiana, I believe. That's a really, really big focus of theirs. Uh, I believe southeastern Louisiana, by the way, is where Britney Spears' dad went to college. Just quick tidbit on that. I forgot who told me that. It was somebody who Dave had interviewed in the past. Anyways, um, so there are a few tight ends are looking at. Justin Jolly, I think he's already committed. Tennessee Tennessee's going to get a tight end, though. Trust me. The NIL collective is addressing the needs right now. NIL is like free agency in the NFL. Now, when you're drafting, those of you who know how this works, drafting and recruiting, what do you do in the NFL when you're drafting? For the most part, particularly if you have high picks, you go for the best player available. That's it. You go for the best player available. Best player you can possibly get because you're focused on your future. Same with recruiting. You recruit for the best player available, period, regardless of need, unless you're Derek Dooley and it's 2012 and you don't think you need an offensive lineman in your recruiting class. What you also, what you do with free agency and the transfer portal, though, is you do specifically address needs. And I think that's what Tennessee is going to do in the transfer portal right now, which will be tight end and probably a couple of defensive backs. Now, after that, they're just going for depth wherever they can get it. And so we're going to have to see where this is going to go. But Cooper Mays returning almost completes the puzzle for Tennessee to be great next year, assuming everybody's healthy. Now, Assuming everybody's healthy is a big F because again, they had bad luck this year with players getting hurt and key players at the most important positions got hurt. They don't have the depth that Alabama or Georgia does right now. So they need a little bit of luck and Josh Heupel's banking on that luck. It's a gamble. I mean, this is, 
a big, big casino-style gamble to bank on key players not getting hurt next year. But if they don't, then they have enough to hang with Alabamas and Georgias, just like they did in 2022. Third Aspect 05 says we have to get great safety play next season also. So how are we addressing this aspect? So Wesley Walker is coming back. And I think Wesley Walker is a is very underrated as a safety. He, I think he's a very smart player. He's limited in his physical gifts, but I actually do think he's a very smart player. Christian Harrison and Jordan Thomas were both members of the 2023 recruiting class. I think there's a lot of belief that they can take that next step next year. Jordan Thomas did fill in when Wesley Walker was hurt against Georgia, I want to say it was. So there is promise there. And then Boo Carter also, which by the way, guys, Boo Carter is not flipping. I'm going to keep saying that to you until you guys can finally accept it. Boo Carter's not flipping. Boo Carter could start as a freshman. We're talking like how Eric Berry started as a freshman for Tennessee in 2007. That's what you could really get out of Boo Carter. This guy is an amazing, amazing talent. And Chattanooga, I'm just going to point this out. Highly rated prospects out of Chattanooga are rarely missed. Okay. They usually hit with Chattanooga. So Boo Carter is definitely going to be in contention to start. I think he'll take over the strong safety starting position. And I think Wesley Walker will occupy the free safety position. Christian Harrison, Jordan Thomas will still be the backups, but they are going to be very, very reliable backups and they can mix in at nickel and things like that. The cornerbacks I'm pretty set are Jordan Matthews and Ricky Gibson the third. I think those guys were rising stars when they arrived. They just needed a year in the system. Now they've had a year in the system. I think they're going to take off next year. Jeff Puckett also says, well, Vol Fan for Life says, I want Stays and Dingle. I think they're only going to get one Vol Fan for Life. If you want one, though, it's probably Jordan Dingle. Jordan Dingle was productive at, at Kentucky. Stays, you always have to wonder about players that are that leave high-profile schools and aren't as productive there. A lot of times they're doing it because they couldn't play there. And if they couldn't play there, they probably can't play for your school if you want your school to be in the upper echelon of elite schools, which Tennessee is hoping to be. So I would say Jordan Dingle is probably the better bet than Holden stays. And I would also go Bauer Sharp. You have a better chance of players that were great at a smaller level trying their chance at a higher level than you do players who were leaving the higher level because they couldn't play going to your school, which you hope is at the same level. So I would say that Bauer Sharp and Jordan Dingle is who they should spend more NIL money on. Now, Jeff Puckett says, I think going to the 12-team playoff and these guys believing that they can get there plays a role in it along with a lot of other things. That's a good point. Look, there's... I. Part of this probably NIL collective is a part of it. Trying to improve their draft stock is a part of it. But it look, people don't leave behind a chance to be part of a great, great team sometimes. And I do think that a lot of these players, particularly Cooper Mays, who loves Tennessee, who has always loved Tennessee, who grew up a Tennessee fan, who is more familiar with Tennessee than most of the players on his team, given the fact that his brother played for Tennessee, his dad played for Tennessee in the 90s. He's very aware of what Tennessee has on the table to play for next year. And he's very aware of their potential. Don't think for a second that hasn't helped Cooper Mays make a huge, had a, may not have had a huge role in his decision. Now, Dave is obviously Cooper Mays is with us again, as we brought that up. So I'm sure Dave will ask him that when they speak again. Uh, we love having him on the Vol Report. We, we personally uh, benefit a lot from Cooper Mays coming back. I will say that. But I, I agree. And, and and Jeff, I got to tell you, though, it's weird that it's going to 12 teams next year because I think the 12-team playoff should have been irrelevant for Tennessee because I think Tennessee 
is so good that they should have been good enough to make the playoff next year if it was still just at four teams. I think they should be a top four team when the year ends. I, I really do. They should – I think the base for Tennessee, they, have, they should have nine circled wins next year, two toss-ups in Oklahoma and Alabama, and a greater than 50% chance loss but still possible toss-up in Georgia. I'm going to say this. 10-2 and two is the minimum because they should win one of those three games. And given how good I actually think they are, I am expecting 11 and one. I'm expecting 11 and one and going to Atlanta and playing for the SEC title and going to the college football playoff. These are, and they need to go to the semis. This team is loaded. So the biggest questions left, I talked about left guard. The questions also are the whiteout who can dictate coverage. Who are they going to get? Is Bruce McCoy coming back? Will Mike Matthews be that guy? What will Dante Thornton do? These are the things that we have to address or that they have to address. Excuse me. The, Linebacker situation, I think, is set even with Beasley gone because Arian Carter is ready to step into that role. Defensive tackles, largely set. Amari Thomas, Omar Norman, Lott, James Pierce. The question is, can James Pierce Jr.'s legal situation get resolved? And what will happen at the other edge spot? Will Tyler Barron return? Will Joshua Joseph take over? Shandavian Bradley? People like that. And so third aspect, 05, also asks, will we see any defensive coach, any changes at defensive coach levels or what? What about defensive coordinator? I don't think so. I thought maybe Willie Martinez, but I don't think that's happening. I think the defensive coaching is going to stay where it is. I'm also going to say this, guys. I think you're a little hard on the defensive coaching sometimes. I don't think you understand how limited they were. They have very little talent in the secondary. The talent in the secondary just isn't good, and it hasn't been for three years, okay? They also have a unit that is on the field a lot. Not just on the field a lot because Josh Heupel's offense scores quickly, but Josh Heibel's offense, when it doesn't score quickly, punts the ball quickly. So it's a unit that is not designed. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna bring you, just gonna break this down for you. This defense is not designed to win games for you. They are designed to play off the offense, building a lead. That's how Josh Heibel's constructed the team. If the offense can't get the lead, you can't blame the defense for things spiraling a little bit. The Florida game is one that people point out a lot, where Florida just went off in the second quarter. But you had a three and out, an interception, a three and out back to back to back. That's something you can't afford on the road if you're Tennessee, because this defense is not meant to stay, it's not meant to play in slugfest. They are meant to, they meant for the offense to get the lead and then them, they can turn loose their stunts and blitz packages and things like that. That's how Tim Banks designs the defense. And the only time you could really blame them was South Carolina last year because the offense did its role and the defense was so horrendously bad that it didn't really matter. This year, though, I mean, guys, the defense played, I think the defense a lot of times played over its head this year. You're talking about the defense. They scored seven points against Missouri. The offense scored seven points. The defense plays off the offense. They can't do what they need to do if the offense is only going to score seven points. And then a week later, I believe they scored 10 points against Georgia. Again, the defense can't do that. The defense can't do what it needs to do. They have to play off the offense. That's the way it's designed. And the offense had issues this year. <laughs> Honestly, the real story is the fact that the defense won the game against Texas A&M, 20-13. That's not a type of game Josh Heupel's teams are designed to win. And they played over their head in that game. So the defense is going to have to play off the offense. That's why Cooper May is coming back is such a huge deal. And the health of the receivers is a huge deal. And Nico Iamaliava obviously is a huge deal. So to answer your question, Vol, Paul, you come in and you say, is our Achilles heel still our secondary? Yes. The secondary will still be the Achilles heel. 
but don't count on it being as weak as it was this past year. Let me just say that. I think both, I think you had a lot of young talent in the secondary this past year that is just needed a year in the system that's ready to step in to the next role. Um, Jeff Puckett uh, and William Brandon, I want to thank both of you guys for contributing to the show. And uh, it was my pleasure to be able to share this with you guys. Loved talking about it. Love this little community we're building here. You guys, please hit that like and subscribe button. We greatly appreciate it. Ring the bell, turn the notification on. Again, we're building something great here. This is, you guys make it possible for us to do something like this. For me to come in on a Friday afternoon at five o'clock and be able to share this with you guys. I love doing this type of stuff and we want to do more of it going forward. And we've had a great, we had a great, great fun season this past year, even if it wasn't what you guys wanted for Tennessee as the only one eight and four. But I'm telling you, you guys have a lot to look forward to next year with what's happening. Volfan for Life says, I think the young cornerback will be better and more speed. Volfan for Life, are you referring to Ricky Gibson or Jordan Matthews or both even? I mean, because I'm with you on both. And I think both are going to be very, very good next year and ready to step into the roles. We'll have to see. Um, William Brandon uh, since Tyler Barron would be better off to stay. Long-term business opportunities come from being a true vault for life as opposed to the short-term cash bag elsewhere. If stars align and a natty, revenue rolls in. You're right. You're right. And Tyler Barron, as I told you guys, liked the tweet that Tennessee needs to pony up NIL money for its seniors given what they gave Nico Iamaliava. He liked that tweet back in November and then hit the portal. Let me just say this about Tyler Barron. It's not totally impossible that Tennessee, with their limited NIL bandwidth, decided they could do without Tyler Barron. I know that's crazy. That is crazy to say up front. But it's not impossible to think that. Just going to leave you with that, Okay. Ball fan for life says, I think Boo starts at star. Actually, Ball fan for life, that's that's not a bad thought. He starts at star, and then Harrison and T Jordan Thomas start at safety. Um, but yeah, to Tyler Barron, again, James Pierce Jr. is there. And on the other side, you've got Joshua Josephs. Meanwhile, David Hobbs and Shandavian Bradley, they're coming. Tennessee got another four elite edge rushers in this year's class. It's very possible they thought, you know what? If Tyler Barron liked that tweet, he can go ahead and go. The coaches may have told the NIL collective they don't need him. That's a very, very strong possibility. I'm just saying don't totally overlook that idea that Tyler Barron wasn't maybe nudged out. But the real story of the day, either way, no matter what happens the rest of the offseason, Tennessee's offseason was a success. doesn't matter if they're recruiting falls. doesn't matter if they lose players to the portal. doesn't matter if they don't get Walter Nolan. Cooper Mays returning, plus the added additions of Amari Thomas and Keenan Peely returning, and John Campbell Jr. and Gerald Mincy at tackle are huge for Tennessee. Gigantic. This is a big deal. Nico Iamaliava should be in New York next season. Uh, last comment or third aspect, now that you mentioned that the defense plays off what the offense does, makes a lot of sense. Um, thanks. I yes, yes, it does. Um, and you should look forward to next season. You should. If Tennessee's fully healthy, the offense should be able to get much, much bigger leads, and they shouldn't have the issues on defense that they had this past year. All right, thank you guys all for tuning in to this special edition, the special off-the-hook episode of Cooper Mays coming back. We love all you guys. Again, hit that like and subscribe button, turn the notifications on. We greatly appreciate it. We air every weekday, 
at 10 a.m. Eastern time. The show is it's just taking off. It's just we're having a great December. We love you guys. We will be back Monday. Dave will have a lot of his thoughts to give with this. He also has the Vol Report with Cooper Mays. He'll bring you a lot for that too. So thank you guys all for tuning in. You guys have a great rest of your Friday. With Caleb Calhoun, this has been a presentation of Off the Hook Sports.